Pickaxe. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast. Your fortnight- <laughs> I'm just struggling through it. I did, he's, I did. He's done it. I did it. Uh, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. It's the new year. It is 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We've had Christmas. We're into the new year. And that means new Doctor Who. It does. We had a new Doctor Who on the 1st of January. Mm. It was Eve of the Daleks. And what did you think of it, Matthew? It's all right. Did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. Excellent. I'm glad to hear. Thanks uh, very much for watching, everybody. I, I didn't think it was like some massively amazing thing. I preferred last year's Dalek Did you? story. Yeah, I thought it was more of a Dalek story. I really liked last year's Dalek story as so well. So did I, yeah. I haven't really thought about when I made notes re-watching it and watching it the first time. I didn't really think about it in the context of the last Dalek story we got. Yeah. Which I suppose is more of like, that's more of like, a Dalek invasion story. Yeah. Whereas this is much more of a base under siege Dalek story. Yeah. So it's kind of like the two best types of Dalek story. Yeah. You're getting across the two of them. And uh, yeah, I thought Eve of the Daleks was absolutely brilliant. Oh. I really, really enjoyed it. Very good. Um, what did you get up to over New Year's anyway, Matthew? Uh, what did I get up to over New Year's? Uh, I don't know. I played Monopoly with my mum and my brother. There is no better way to spend it. Yeah. What about you? I was in Liverpool. Yeah. That was good fun. Yeah. Didn't see the TARDIS, which is apparently in the World's Museum. Did you see any Sontarans? Didn't see any Sontarans. No. no I didn't see any Carvinistas running around. Yeah. Pissing up lampposts either. <laughs> which One was, leg cocked. Which was disappointing. Um, coming into Eve of the Daleks. Yes. I have to make sure I say Eve rather than evil, because the temptation yeah, to say evil is I, too I, great. I keep saying Eve around the house and Johnny's like, Eve of the Daleks? So, uh, <laughs> no, 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 Eve, Eve, Eve of the Daleks. The title, what do we think? It's on New Year's Eve and there are Daleks in it. It's the eve of the Daleks' triumph of killing the Doctor. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I think it's a bit of a... Straws. Yeah, it's not the best title in the world. What else would we call it? Storage unit of the Daleks. Storage unit yeah. of the Daleks. Um, yeah, what did you think about it going... Because, you know, everybody who wants to, you know, shit on this era said, huh, interesting that no one's talking about Doctor Who and it's on in like three days. And they're like, well, you know, busy doing Christmas Christmas-y stuff. Things. You know, yeah, yeah, people yeah. are doing things other than complaining about a TV show on the internet. Yeah, of course. Um, and, yeah, like, I was buzzing for it. It's a Dalek story. Same. I, I was looking forward to it. I'd read the production note things in DWM, and I said to Jonathan, my brother, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> like, I have to do that now. Every, oh, yeah, we have introduced time. ourselves Hello, this Hello, I'm week. Billy. This, this is yeah. Matthew. Hello, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I said to my brother, oh, it's apparently a, a rom-com with Daleks. 
Oh, here we go. Here we go. I think that's go. such a lame way of describing it. Yeah, I watching because it. Because the rom, it, there was there was com. Yeah. I say there's a lot of com. There wasn't much rom. But there wasn't much rom. No. No. There was a distinct lack of rom. In fact, the, most of the rom came from the Doctor and Yaz. True. And the rom that involved the two central characters has posed quite an interesting conversation on yeah. how much of a fucking creep Nick is. Yes. Should we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, Nick has lots of girlfriends. Yeah. And because he lives in a small apartment, yeah. he can't keep all the stuff they leave there. Why they're leaving that much stuff there yeah. as they appear to be like one night stands or whatever, I don't know. Who knows? Perhaps this one night stand thought, I don't want to shag you. I want to play Monopoly with you instead. <laughs> and somebody else went, I'm going to leave my uh, roller disco boots yeah. here as well. Yeah. Uh, lots of like, there was one with lots of jeans stacked up as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. So obviously... There is a very creepy element to that. Yeah. And that's the end of that segment. Yeah. <laughs> really. I, I think the fact that they had to they had to do a bit where he said, I live in a small flat, I can't really and, and that went on for a quite quite a while. Yeah. And it's like, well if you have to justify the optics of yeah. uh, of this. And, and the fact maybe that, don't do it. The fact that um Yaz and Ashling B's character were both like this guy is clearly a murderer slash rapist. I thought and Yaz kind of backed him up a little bit. Was Yaz not saying don't call him that? I mean... No, because she turned around and she was like, they're all still alive, right? Oh, yeah, and, true. <laughs> you, know, Fine. you know, and I thought, okay, that is amusing. But yeah, when you look at it, like the nuts and bolts of this whole thing, you'll be like, well, why would she then, towards the end of the story, fall in love with this guy? Right. Do you know what I mean? I, regardless of whether he tried to save her life, which is what my brother said, oh, well, he saved her life. He went to save her life. He gives a shit. He's got a bloody collection of women's bits and bobs up in his bloody story. I, I know. I, I, there was a whole back section as well. It's probably freezers yeah. full of heads in there. And someone else pointed this out on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was. Um, but they said, interesting that this is a guy who... Can't pluck up the courage to say to this girl, oh, by the way, I've got, I've got, a, crush I've got a crush on you. Yet he somehow manages to have a girlfriend for every day of the fucking week looking at his stories. It's because she's the one, Matt. That's ah, why. right, I see. But having said that, when you were talking about they're together and they've gone off on this holiday, I, I know she said, I've got this romantic notion of yeah. like going away, traveling the world with somebody. I, I didn't get massive romantic vibes no. off of them. I just thought, they're pally, he obviously fancies her, she probably fancies him, they're just going to see what happens while they're away. Yeah. That's kind of what I mm. took it as. But Probably not know, much, because COVID. True. Not much travelling going on there, get to the airport and She probably got a off. massive insurance payout from that thing yeah. exploding. Yeah. Though. In so, Bristol. In Bristol. I mean, Which is cool. Manchester. It, that annoyed me. I was like, I'll say it's in Bristol. It is no, in Bristol. Manchester. That's right on the harbour side. That. Yeah, if you yeah, ever yeah. want to go to Riverside Garden Centre, it's very good, but you also get to stare at the... The, the bricks. The bricks. They're brick still color. there. It didn't get knocked down. That was a very impressive it bit of really, CGI. I must say, the CGI in this episode was very good. Even something really simple, but obviously very technical, like a Dalek blowing a door yeah. open. That was that clearly really cool. CG. Yeah. I mean, you know, there may have been some physical elements in there, but the actual door being blown in that yeah. shape was obviously CG. And like when the Daleks blew up themselves, that yeah, looked really good. That, like that red outline, that sort of singed, burning... What metal. did you think of the extermination effects? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Because I, I think the close-up on their gurning skulls yeah, that was got a little bit like, oh, all right, yeah. you know, maybe 
do it from a different, and maybe we see their legs go all x-ray this time or yeah. whatever, but it was always their face. Always the face. But also it was quite a nice marker of like, right, that's this loop done Yeah. now and yeah. that kind of stuff. Nobody screamed. Nobody screamed when they ex yeah, got exterminated. I, I noticed that second time around, I thought, oh, interesting. That would have got a bit grating though. Yeah, and is that a bit too horrible? You know, our kid's gonna be like, I don't wanna keep hearing Doctor Who scream to I death. Was, <laughs> I was thinking that, like, you know, they didn't kind of address the fact that we're gonna have to go through the agony of being exterminated yeah. eight times. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I did think that, you know, there, would there be a bit of like PTSD from the pain of it all, you know? But I guess it's a New Year's special. You're not going to want to be dwelling on... No, oh let's my just God. crack on with the action, I think. Let's just crack on with the action. Uh, so, obviously, we start at the self-story centre. That weird introduction scene that they had. And yeah. It's like, well, they, you know, he clearly fancies her. She's actually not that pleasant an no, individual. No, no. But... I think this is the thing. Neither of them are necessarily all that likeable. So maybe they're perfect for each other. So in that maybe case. they are. Yeah, he's um, clearly a weirdo. I mean, I did appreciate as a weirdo. Yeah. I did appreciate the um, the, the line about uh, what was it? Something like oh, weird weirdos. Well-meaning well weirdos. Well-meaning so weirdos or something. Yeah. The ones was, that are keepers. The ones that are keepers. I was like, ah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, there's um, no one who's come to keep me yet. But, not um, well. We'll get. We'll, we'll get know, there. <laughs> maybe you need to find an Asling B or somebody who stores all of your stuff in a self storage unit. Fuck, they're not. They're not the one for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was. They have a bit of a. My Cyberman is not going in no, self storage. No, 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 no. The Cyberman has to stay. It has to stay here. The they have a weird kind of conversation at the start. Yeah. You get vibes. He fancies her. She's a bit of a dick. Yeah. But what you I, would be pissed off having to work New Year's Eve. Actually, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I probably wouldn't. I'm not that right. fussed about New Year's. Christmas but would be different. I'm really glad that when that scene was done, because mm. I thought, you know, there are certain things happening, certain elements of conversation that you're probably markers that you have to remember. Yeah. Because I didn't quite know how the time loop thing would work if they had to literally redo everything again. Yeah. Because that scene was so long at the start, I thought, well, the phone going off and then her moving to the cupboard, you're going to have to kind of try and remember their yeah. movements and stuff. But what I thought was really lovely is straight out of the titles, they're back there but, in that conversation. They're like, this feels weird. Yeah. And, it, and I love the fact that it just cracked on with it and it gave you enough techno babble to kind of get where it's going. Yep. And the fact that the Doctor and other companions and other characters in, 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 in it kind of immediately get what is happening. Yeah. Was yeah, there was really there was, nice. Yeah, you know. I think this is the thing. We live in a world where well they make they make a point of it where Yaz and the doctor go time loop and then Dan goes ground dog day. Yeah. And it's like, well we live in a world where we kind of know this what, what, this, what this sort of stuff would be. Exactly. Know? I think any well we would because we're sad Doctor Who geeks, mm. but mm. you know, I think most people go, Oh yeah, we're in a time loop. And like, also, even my mum said something about a time loop while exactly. we were watching it and it's like okay. She, and she's got the gift of the gab as well. Well, it was, well and Stell was saying to me when we were watching it, so is the, is the TARDIS caused this time loop mm. or is it the Daleks that have done something? And it was, was the like, TARDIS, wasn't it? It was the TARDIS. But I did wonder about the force field around the building. Yeah. And watching it again, I've got a, a couple of questions about it, but the, the main thing, watching it again, is the Daleks appear to be responsible for it. Yeah. The force field. Yeah. Why only the front door though? Is it because the building's so big they feel like they can pen them in and just be constantly shooting them until time runs out? Or I don't know. Maybe they, their force field only does one wall. <laughs> maybe, maybe only one wall. Um, <laughs> They're the last. I think mean, this is like the last Daleks in existence. That there wasn't much clarity there on that, mm, was there? No. I mean, they just. They, so, the, so the Dalek. So the reason that they have been dispatched, this execution squad, is to kill the Doctor. Yeah. Because. 
she wiped out millions of Daleks during the last Flux event. Yeah. I'm really happy we got some references to Flux. Yeah. I'm really happy that we saw the TARDIS in a real state. Yeah. That whole bit when she leaps out the TARDIS and the console collapses in on itself. That's really cool. so cool. Yeah, and all the walls are all like jigging about. And yeah. they're like moving and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that yeah. looks amazing. Um, and yeah, like, so why haven't they put the force field on the back entrance? Do they? I don't know. Hey, Who let's knows? not ask too many questions. No, I hadn't actually thought about that. No. That didn't even cross my mind. That's so. that's kind of the biggest contrivance that I have a problem with in this story. Okay. There's obviously the, the main one that people have brought up is the Daleks not being able to kill people when they move. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, I loved everything about the Daleks in this story. Yeah, they were good. I thought that they expressed a level of intelligence, yep. which you want to see out of a Dalek, a real level of proper brutality yeah, that you right. tend um, not to get with them. Yeah, and real menace as well. Genuine menace. I think the way it was directed, and this was a first-time director for TV. Yeah, I've got their name somewhere. Um, and I was really impressed watching it. Uh, and I just loved the way that they presented the Daleks, mm. like all of those shadowy shots. And yeah, they, they felt imposing, even though there was only two of them. Annetta Lawfer, I think her name is. Okay, yeah, yeah. she was really good. And I, I thought, um, yeah, I thought she did a terrific job with those, well, with all of it, mm. you know, the humour of it, mm. the getting around the, the science-y, wincey stuff yeah. of it, and um, explaining how the time loop works and all that stuff. I, yeah, I thought she did a really good job. I really liked that sequence where the Dalek blasts the, the fuse box. Yes. And then Asleen is, cornered in a lift yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. coming at her yeah. and it kills her yeah. and then they go downstairs and Nick's got the torch yeah. and the jump scare with the Dalek behind him yeah. that was really cool goes to show you can make the props menacing without yeah. having to take the mutants out of them and doing yeah. weird shit with them um, which I'm not against but it's just nice to see the props being shot really nicely and actually being menacing Definitely. and stuff like that um, I also really like the bit when um, Nick runs out of the storage unit when he's like okay I get it it's all my fault he kind yeah. of sacrifices himself yeah. and even though he probably would have worked out by that point that they're going to come back because the Doctor wasn't far, too far behind on yeah. that and everybody else picked it up fairly True. quickly. But he kind of talks to Asleen yeah. and then turns to the Dalek and he's like, I'm going to do my grand speech. And he gets two words in and it blasts him. Yeah. And it, that was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and like even at the, at the beginning when he comes out and he's like, oh, identify. And he's yeah. like, I'm Nick. And he just shoots him and it's just Gone. like, fantastic. Cool. That's what you want. Excellent. And I also like the humour. I think my brother was a bit annoyed with it, but I liked the humour of the Daleks mm. because they weren't be. It was, it was, I think my brother couldn't quite get the grasp of the, the comedy here, but he was, right. it was like, you know, the Daleks aren't being silly or funny. No, no, no. The humour comes from the fact that they're being incredibly Dalek. They're they being are just, very they are just matter of fact. Yeah, they're repeating everything as it is being delivered to them. I am not Nick. Yeah, I am not Nick. You know, um, the Daleks do not store stuff. No. Yeah, you know, and Johnny was like, "Oh, for God's sake!" I was like, "No, no, no, think about it." Think. He just said, I said "Dan just said that." He's just repeating. And he was like, "Oh, okay," and that was fine. <laughs> I, I like. I liked the Daleks learn bit as well. Yeah. That was properly menacing. Yeah. And the Doctor like, oh, not like like oh, yeah. finally. Yeah. A Dalek has actually killed the Doctor on screen. If you ended the story there. Yeah. That's what my brother said. My brother went, when, it, when the music started, he was like, oh, well, that's it. <laughs> I, did, I, I did think it would have been so cool if they had left that shot out of the trailer. Yes. And so, because you kind of think, you know, well, Daleks learn, and then there's that final exterminate. Oh, it's all right. And yeah. then blasted. Whoa, shit. Yeah. And then titles. And then maybe we didn't, we didn't even know it's like a Groundhog Day episode and yeah. stuff. And 
That would have been neat. That would have been cool. I do like the way that they did uh, in the build-up for the episode coming out. They did that trailer, which was just a constant loop of yes. the trailer. That was clever. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, the Twitter account constantly posting anybody getting deja vu. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. It was it was nice that they played with it. Yeah. Really well. Um, also talking about the Daleks being particularly menacing, and this is mainly down to Aslin B, who I think everybody has said online was phenomenal. Yeah, she was excellent. Absolutely amazing. Such a good actress. So, so good. And Jonathan turned around to me while we were watching it and he's like, she'd be an amazing Doctor Who. She would. Yeah. And I'd never seen her act before. I'd only ever seen her do her sort of like comedy. Yeah. But I had no idea she had chops like that on her. She was really good. And one of my favourite bits with her was um, when the second time around she goes downstairs and she has the face off with that Dalek. Yeah. And he has, you know, fear responses detected, yeah. all that kind of stuff. He's like, well, obviously, and all that. That was really cool. Yeah. And she does that kind of, she's trying to put on a brave face, yeah. but it's like, you're still terrified of me. Yeah, when, it's, yeah, when the Dalek says it, you can see how <clears> she, yeah, she, she sort of crumbles a bit, yeah. isn't she there? It's and really and the fact that she actually kind of behaves like that all the way through, you're like, well, she's yeah. like petrified all the way through this. Yeah. And there's only a couple of moments where she lets that show mm. like when she's in the lift and she talks to her she talks to mrs doyle i know mrs phone. doyle i felt a bit gutted when i looked at the credits afterwards because you said she was in it yeah and i was like oh she's only on a phone yeah it was a shame yeah and i i didn't obviously didn't know that but i read a thing where jodie whittaker said oh i didn't actually work with pauline whatever her name is gutted. um mrs doyle uh, and i was like oh so she's not gonna be in it much then but yeah yeah never mind never mind i thought maybe mrs doyle might be the new davros Mrs. Davros. Mrs. Davros. Oh, go on now. If I had a, if I had a vial. <laughs> um, now, would you like to exterminate a human? <laughs> ah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> I would like, I'd like to talk about it. About what? I'd like to talk about plot armour. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, you explain to me what plot armour okay. is. I'm seeing this word going around on Twitter a lot. Okay. Explain to me and the people who so may from, not know. From what I understand, plot armour is um, something that people have started to notice in Western media. Right. In the last sort of like three months. <laughs> right. Where because the script needs the characters to get to the next scene. Yeah. Um, they don't get killed. Right. Right? Um, because suddenly something that can shoot can't hit them. Right. So they've developed armour that allows them to get to the next bit because the plot needs to... Needs them to do right. so. Fair enough. Right. Okay. So the first instance of this plot armour that yeah. people have been going on about, um, incidentally, plot armour in an episode where all of the main cast and the guest cast die eight times yeah. on screen. Um, and also, oh no, I'm not doing Moffat, Moffat bashing anymore. Um, so it's a new year. It's a new year. So the Doctor, Nick, Sarah, Yaz and Dan meet together for the first time. Yeah. Right, it's the first instance of said plot armour in the story. And the Dalek blasts force them into Nick's lockup. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm just going to say, because I think a lot of people who've been moaning about it have probably only seen it once. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near as egregious as anybody makes out because it's actually not a problem anyway yeah. in anything. Because yeah. this seemed to pop up when the Sontarans couldn't hit Dan yeah. running down I think it back was, streets. I think it was far more ridiculous in that instance than in this Fine. one. Because there was like nine Sontarans sure, sure. right behind one man. Exactly. It's like, come on. <laughs> but I have to say, there's a couple of bits in it that I think 
if you know, it's not a problem anyway. It's a it's a contrivance that people are forcing on the episode because they want to bash it. Yeah. I, I honestly cannot see any other reason why you'd be talking about plot armor. Yeah. Other than bashing it for the sake of it. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, people bring up stormtroopers in their conversations about it. Well, that is. I watched the rescue, the last episode of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. I finished Mandalorian. I, when you said the rescue, I was like, oh, the William Hartnell story. No, well, <laughs> if there's plot armor in that, then you know. I mean, Barbara's Barbara's a brilliant shot in that. True, story. <laughs> true. <clears throat> I watched the rescue. It was the last episode of series two of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, not only are the dark troopers shit. Yeah. Right? Because they are rubbish in that. They don't they can't do anything. Yeah. But like Luke Skywalker, that fucking long corridor, fine he's got the force. But <laughs> hey, they're useless. And the stormtroopers can't shoot anything. I know that that's a, a yeah. gag. Yeah, yeah. But I, watching it, I just thought this is mental. Yeah. This is actually mental. Yeah. There's extended sequences of that is bad. This isn't. This is this isn't anywhere near the same kind of thing. It isn't. I think I think the trouble is, you can't have an issue with stuff like that. Not no. really, because it's just part of the makeup of Everything. every sort of adventure type of series film that you're ever gonna watch. Yeah. There's always in anything. Like I said to you earlier, they do it in Bond. They do it in superhero things. Anything. You're like, oh well, obviously they'd get killed in that instance. Yeah. But well, you, there's no fucking story then, is yeah, there? Yeah, but you just have to suspend your disbelief and go, okay, all yeah. right, they just managed to dodge it. You Fine. Know? And, and also, in this story, I don't think it's even that bad because they set up, the Dalek screams, stand still. Yeah. It's an execution Dalek. Yeah. How many executions have you seen of people running around yeah, yeah, yeah. getting caught? Like, yeah. you stand in one spot and someone does you in. Yeah. And the Gatling gun, yeah. great at close range. Yeah. But clearly, is you can see it in Every moment in that story, when they're at a fair distance, yeah. they can't hit shit because yeah. the Gatling gun spins and it shoots lasers Every, out yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see in the, the CGI, that's how they've designed it. Yeah. I just, I just think people are having a go at it for the sake of it. Yeah. I can't see it as anything other than that. Like you could say it about so many Doctor Who stories though, old and new. I mean, I can't, I, I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's instances where, oh yeah, that Cyberman would have obviously shot the Doctor sure. in that corridor or you know, any of that stuff. Why does it, it will cost you your life. Yeah, it's you like, well, just kill him. Yeah, Why yeah, are you yeah, saying yeah. this? Yeah. Just blast him. <laughs> you don't have to have a conversation about it. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's, it's fiction. Mm. If, if, this, if that's how all these people complaining about it watch telly, God, it must be mean... miserable. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I've, Tharius, I tweeted and, because it, it was, and I do, I do stand by this. It is a lazy bit of criticism mm. to let, to levy that at this script or any story and say, proof Chris Chibnall's rubbish. Mm. Um, the Dalek couldn't hit anything in a corridor. If, if you want to have a go at anything, and, and I will say that the Dan bit where he's running around the side yeah. of the Dalek, I kind of thought... That's kind of clever because no one's done that yeah. in a story before, but it's it goes on for far too long. Yeah. And if that was the Metaltron, yeah. it would have spun its gun Sorry. section yeah, around yeah. and blasted him. Yeah. So lucky that the Daleks have yeah. had a significant downgrade. Or sucked, since, sucked his face or off. Or sucked his face off, indeed. What do you think of the new appendage? Because it's the first time we've seen it 
on like a Dalek not in that one story that they first appeared in? I'm not mass. I mean, it's all right. It doesn't. If I think had we have seen it doing Do something, stuff, it might have been fine. Like if mm. we'd have seen it picking something up or mm. f- I don't know, fiddling with something. I, I quite I quite like it because like the plunger is iconic. Yeah. But it actually, when you probably come to write something. You think, well, what can it do? Every every switch in this Dalek source is going to have to be, you know, Suck convex or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to have to be shaped like a Dalek plunger. Yeah. But, you know, if you have a thing that opens up and it's got the silhouette, the circular silhouette yeah. of a Dalek plunger, but it's got appendages on the inside, I think it's a really cool idea. I really don't... Yeah, it's, I, it's I, all right. I can't see the RTD Daleks having plungers unless they're significantly sort of like... Yeah. Re- like the... Um, uh, imperial ones, yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? How the imperial ones have, you know, is a plunger, but yeah. they've tweaked it. And done they've got those to it. indents, so yeah. they can actually put them into controls and yeah. move them around. Like it works really well. Um, I just, uh, yeah, the, the, this whole plot armor thing is nuts. And if people genuinely are hanging their hat on that being the reason yeah. why this story is rubbish. I, I can't get my head around it. I've just thought of a, of a great example. Go on. The invasion, when mm. Pat Troughton is running away from all those Cybermen shooting at him. You know. I've seen somebody try and argue that that isn't... That like, like oh yeah, but that's different. What, because it's black and white? <laughs> well, because it's played for comedy. Because he keeps licking up his ass. Well, so what? The flames keep licking up his ass, not, <laughs> yeah. not to bias form. <laughs> I think when Pat Trevor's <laughs> licking up his own ass, he's like, wow, he's uh, very dexterous for an old for an man. old gent, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you know yeah. Pat Tratton got two of his ribs removed so oh, he could do he? that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, if you're going to... Yeah, it's, it's just, that's a bit bonkers. It's nuts. Of all the things to moan about. I know. Um, I'm sorry I've taken up so much of the time talking about a ridiculous no, I think, bit of criticism. I think that's but... fair enough because if it is in, if it's currently in the discussions of the Doctor Who world, then yeah. I think it's very fair that we bring it up yeah. and you know put our two pennyworth in it. Absolutely. I mean, you, people listening might think no. People, I, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm I'm more than happy to have people say that what I said isn't correct. Yeah. But <laughs> you're still wrong. But like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Um, this is just our soapbox. This uh, I but. It, it's, it annoys me so much. Yeah. It really winds me up because it is like the... I think people who th- are making that point think they get it. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like above it all or whatever, but that's not... That's not... A, that's not criticism. No. That's, no. That's just pointing something out that happens in everything and saying it's bad in this and yeah. that, therefore it makes it bad. It's like, it isn't even the most egregious plot armour I've seen in the last month yeah. in stuff that I've consumed. Yeah, and I mean, like, really looking at this story, my biggest issue was Dan didn't really have much to do. True. That was my real issue. It was like, in fact, one point in the story is like, I'll just go downstairs and get killed. That's true. Yeah, exactly. To help you out. So, so, just so you know, I'm here. Yeah. Because I know I can get away with it. I'm going to yeah. die anyway. But just so you remember, I'm here, Doctor. I thought, I, actually, that bit where they're in the lift and he sort of says, you know, I'll go downstairs and distract yeah. that one. I thought was the first time he kind of earned his companion stripes. Yeah. It was like, the doc- and the doctor kind of looks at him like, okay, he can do this, yeah. you know, and, and it's the first time he's put himself in, in the line of fire in that yeah. way. And I, I think it, it was, it had to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, but you're right, he's, he's pretty sidelined. In yeah. Story. I mean, he's only really there for the Dalek to say he's thick. Yeah. And for Yaz to go, don't say that. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. He just I kind mean, of looks it, bemused most of the time. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he, he, he is the comic foil. I mean, obviously, this story had quite a lot of comic foil, but he is the comic foil, generally speaking. Yeah. And, and he does it well. I'm like, no, I like that 
exchange with the Dalek, with the, trying to drop off the parcel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he's there for. And it, it, it added a bit of fun to an otherwise very dark story where it, your main cast dies die repeatedly. <laughs> but considering that, it, it had such a, a likeness to it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And, and, you know, I think that's, I think that's the, the, the writing. I think that it had the right level of, um, you know, sort of demonstrating this, the sci-fi of it and having fun with the sci-fi element yeah. of it and not lingering too long on the fact that we've just seen, you know, the most beloved character in British canon killed eight times yeah, on yeah, screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, it, was, it, was, it was really nice to see a story that could go that length, could show the Doctor dying on screen and played with time. Yeah. Matt, there was a story that involved like time and stuff yeah. in a time travel story. Really good. How good is that? Really good, you know, and I liked the way that it wasn't just a time loop, it was a time loop that was constricting. I liked that you, you know, you lost a minute and yeah. it just made it, you know, just that Properly little tense. edge to it. Yeah. I, when I was watching it with Stell and they, it's like, right, they've had the decoy loop, which yeah. I thought was a really fun idea. And yeah. Great padding, just, you know, okay, how much more can they do before they actually have to get out kind yeah. of thing. But um, that last go, Stell kind of like sat up on the sofa and right, right, here we go. Yeah, and yeah, every yeah. single time a Dalek would appear in those final couple of loops yeah. and scupper it, you'd go, bollocks! Yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah. you'll get it next time, you'll yeah, get it yeah, next yeah. time. It was like playing a video game. It was, that was my thought. It was like, it's a very game-like episode. Um, I don't know what Maze Theory. Maybe you just need to do that Dalek in a, a, a Dalek da in a self storage. That, this could have been a game. This that actually worked really yeah. well, probably as like a concept, yeah. as, as for a video game. Um, a couple of really lovely moments. I thought the when Nick finally opens up to Sarah and says, "I've got a crush on you," sort of yeah. thing, and she's like, "How long has this been going on? This is a stalker kind of thing." Yeah. And the Dalek glides past and kind of overhears it. Yeah. I, that was shot so well. It yeah. was like, kind of like you know. What's going on in there? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So, it was so great. And then just that sneaky blast between the two Through the things. Yeah. It, it was, was like, really oh, good. Nice shot. I know. Um, it was because he was standing still. Oh, and I, I, going back to the plot armor thing, I think people got a little bit upset that the Daleks shot each other. Did they? I'm sure I saw a few people go, oh, for fuck, what are they doing? You know, Daleks are hopeless. Well, this, this is the sort of shit that happens in Doctor Who all, all the, the time. Doctor Who and the Daleks. They literally... In the, in the TV episode and in the movie, yeah. you'd, you would have thought if somebody knew what they were doing about plot armour, they would have changed it for the movie. But yeah. obviously, because it happens in literally everything, <laughs> they didn't bother. Yeah. Um, they go up behind the Daleks and they literally push them into, into each, each other. other. Yeah. And the Daleks staring at, at each other and they still exterminate each other. Yeah. What a ridiculous shit script that is, Matt. <laughs> I tell you, dreadful. Oh dear, that's not going to build a, an empire of merchandise and uh, pop culture it for isn't. the next it, 60 years. Honestly, I just think the Daleks should have blasted the Doctor as soon as he met Metal on Scaro. Yeah, that'd have, that have been it. Yeah. Wouldn't have had all this television to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I actually like that moment. And yeah. I liked that the, you know, the, the Doctor was like, you just ducked, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, all right, that's, that's what you do. Because, you know, it's set up. Yeah. Dalek there, Dalek there, somebody in the middle, they're going to blast him, obviously he's going to duck. Yeah. And it, it, you know, people have evaded Daleks in much better circumstances than that. Yeah. When you can have a villain that all, all needs to happen is you put it on a blanket so yes. it can't touch the floor, you know, yeah. what's more egregious? I'm sh you know, sure, that's Daleks in their infancy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But so what? It, yeah, it doesn't matter. And, you know, we, I watched Day, um, not Day of the Daleks, Destiny of the Daleks oh, yeah. a few days before, because it's now out on Blu-ray. We didn't talk about that. That's out on Blu-ray. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that in a bit. Um, 
you know, and they're they're pretty hopeless in that, really. I mean, they freaking look like dog shit. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but, uh, but that aside, you know, the whole thing of they even make the joke of try climbing up after us. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You can't. It's just part of the fun. I think that's it. It's part of the fun. It's like it, Daleks go, can't go upstairs. That's part of the fun. Yeah. You know, oh, the most dangerous killing machine in the universe can't climb upstairs. Well, that's that's part of the fun of it. And like, you know, the Doctor always makes jokes at their expense. Yeah. You know, behind closed doors. Yeah. They are the most deadly, terrifying, you know, evil killing machine in the universe. Yeah. In front great space dustbin, as soon as it gets in front of the Doctor, yeah. she's taking the piss out of it. Yeah. Because... It's a kids' show, mm. which adults watch. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe stop analysing it like it's fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know? Oh, and like a pile of shite and all. Well, exactly. <laughs> there we go. So, um, Doctor Who and Game of Thrones have a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm glad that they finally got rid of the sonic screwdriver can disable Dalek guns. Yeah. Because that's a bit, that is a cop out. Really? Just like, wait oh, until it on. happens again. Yeah. Yeah, and then it'll be yeah. like, well, the Daleks haven't learned then. They've gone backwards. They've yeah, regressed, yeah, yeah. They've regressed yeah. in their learning. Um, so many great lines of dialogue in this. Yeah. Don't think you're covered by an actor Dalek. Yeah. Um, if my life depends on my mother calling me at a time that I actually wanted <laughs> to call me, we're all dead. Yeah, that's really All good. that stuff. And, and the, the scene where she FaceTimes her mum in the lift. Yeah. And she, try, she does open up to her and, you know, I love you and all that kind of stuff. And her mum's still going on. Yeah. And there's a lovely little look that Aslin B does, like, I tried. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I fucking tried to be nice. Yeah, yeah, There yeah. we go. Yeah. It was good. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was good fun. It was a, an hour of fun. What I w- did, will say mm. was at, I, it was sort of just before they did the decoy loop. loop. I was watching it and I looked at my watch and I thought, shit, there's only like 10, 15 minutes mm. of this left. Mm. I was like, oh, I kind of hope there might have been a little bit more. Like, the whole story wasn't necessarily going to be an hour loop. Just, just the Dalek-related yeah. thing. Yeah, I was hoping that, oh, I don't know, maybe we'd go on to a Dalek saucer or, mm. you know, there'd be mm. something. Mm. I was hoping Davros was going to turn up. I thought, this is the only chance we're going to see Davros. And Jodie together. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't happen. So I was a little bit sad. I, I was almost thinking, Christ... He hasn't, Davros isn't being stored in this story, <laughs> in this self-storage They pull the blanket off <laughs> and he's like, oh, God, I've had that thing on me for ages. Because obviously he can open his eyes now, as we, as we know on yeah. camera. Hell yeah, holy shit. I have far more problems with Davros opening his fucking eyes that he doesn't have than fucking Daleks that can't shoot. Why did he do... You bash him. I can't do it. Oh, I'm not allowed to. Because he... I don't fucking know. It's just fucking bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't um, have eyes. And he never did. I'll... Uh, also... Because uh, I, I also thought... There was, a, there was a line of dialogue in there. You know, th- these Daleks are execution Daleks. Yeah. They've been sent there to do a job. They say, you are the target. Yeah. And they kill the Doctor. They succeed in their job. And I was kind of thinking, with everything that... Time said to the Doctor mm. at the end of the um, the Vanquishers. Yeah, I thought, and you mentioned the Master in that as well. I thought, is the Master paying off various creatures to oh. do the Doctor in? Obviously, yeah. doesn't turn out to be the case because yeah. it's crimes against the Dalek race that yeah, she's yeah, wanted yeah. to dead for. But I thought when we see that bizarre cameo from what's his face from um, the woman yeah. who fell to her, Carl, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we saw that, and he's take, he's doing a video. I thought. The Dewan Master was going to kind of shuffle up next to him <laughs> and say, oh, "Better luck next year or whatever," because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that was he's trapped her in a time loop in a small building with Daleks. No chance she's getting out of this. Yeah. Um, 
Because I also had another theory once we found out that the sea devils are back, oh, yeah, which we'll, we will uh, talk, we'll about. talk about. That, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's still a big bit of that of Eve of the Daleks to talk about. Yeah. But I did kind of think, what if? Okay, so the do- the master doesn't have the best relationship with the sea devils, mm-hmm. so you know maybe you know he could, he's he's parlayed with them mm. or. The sea devil is involved in that story, but maybe he's paid off one of these Chinese pirates to kill the Doctor instead, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was, I was sure. You know, why would we have left that location to go and have this cameo from somebody that none of the main audience are going to actually recognise? Yeah, when and he, I didn't recognise until I looked on Twitter and went, oh, "What was he doing there?" Well, when he turned up, I said to John, "I was like, I'm sure this guy's been in this before. Yeah, I'm sure he was in Jodie's first episode." And then Twitter confirmed it for me. Yeah. Yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah, that was a bit odd. Maybe it's like a final little roll call. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the the Chibnall version of David Tennant's Doctor going and crying in front of all the other characters. Yeah, yeah. At the met. end of time. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the fact that the Doctor and Yaz are gonna bang by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> what do we What do we think of the way that it was it was put across? Oh, I thought they handled it very well. I thought it was really lovely. It was a really nice scene. Mm. Um, yeah, and I thought um, uh, Mandip Gill acted it incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think that was probably like one of the best scenes. I think probably because it felt it was very heartfelt. Yeah, um, and I think Dan um, John Bishop, I thought he did the the sort of paternal yeah. side of things very well. Um, yeah, I mean, we all saw it coming a mile off, and especially in Flux, Flux really hammered it in that mm. you know. There's stuff going on here. Which is brilliant, because everything I've seen against this happening, Mm. um, which hasn't come from idiots who don't like gay people on television, has been people say, well, there's been no development to prove that these two like each other. Yeah. What are you talking about? Why do you think, you know, half this community is made up of people that just stand (laughs) fucking 13 and yams. Yeah, yeah. Like... It's been obvious, maybe not since day one. I think people have shipped it since day one. Yeah. But I think that actually on screen it's been pretty clear for a while yeah. that she adores her yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even if it wasn't going to be a relationship thing yeah. maybe at the very least you could see she adored her in the same way that you know Sarah adored, adored. you know the fourth doctor yeah. or Joe adored the third doctor yeah. you know those are the kind of companions where there's an unspoken love yeah um, until Big Finish confirmed that Joe is in love with the third doctor yeah, yeah. in The Death of Joe Grant which is excellent really good um, I thought it was really well handled. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes. Yeah. Particularly because the Doctor is so unbothered by all of that stuff. This yeah. incarnation couldn't really care less about no. having a conversation about feelings in that way. Yeah. Which is exemplified by the way that she reacts when Dan tells yeah. her. Because yeah. she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think it's a really clever little bit of acting and, and maybe even a clever line, I don't know. Because it's like, she's been like this the whole tenure of her Doctor. Yeah. She's been blissfully ignorant mm. of all the things that have been going on around her. Yeah. And I, I, I love that it appears to be continuing. Because mm. it's going to get to the point where she can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. And that will probably be yeah. her downfall. But that's, you know, I'm sure, obviously I'm sure there will be, you know, a bit, there will be something between the two of them. Mm. But... That kind of happens when you have when when you know someone's got a crush on you, yeah. and you don't reciprocate it. There yeah. is that feeling of like, if I just pretend it's not it's happening, not happening, it'll just go away. Absolutely. 
So I, I but she pretends a lot doesn't happen, and yeah. it's not just down to her relationship with Yaz or you know feelings mutually or whatever. Yeah. You know, I know that everybody talks about that scene with um, Graham talking about his cancer diagnosis. Yeah. You know, she doesn't really behave in the most human of ways there. No. But I think that's another element of she's just, you know, blissfully ignorant to the dangers of what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. says, my, you know, my past is catching up with me, time yeah, is catching time up with me. Yeah, time is catching up with me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be an element of, of her her kind of whatever, you know, oh, it's all, it's all fine, it's yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. don't worry. That is going to bite her in the ass. Yeah. And I think that, that this is another indication of that, that yeah. whole kind of... When Yaz asks her, what did you mean that time's catching up with you at the end? Yeah. And it, 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 I can see how it would annoy people that every, every single time Yaz... And Yaz has confronted her about it just in the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, you never actually give me a straight answer to any of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't I? Oh, oh well, never yeah. mind, sort yeah. of thing. And I can see how that would annoy people. Yeah, and she says it when they're going through one of the corridors, didn't she, in this mm. one, she was like, oh, you know, we're never going to get this talk, are we, on no. the beach where you tell me everything that's going on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we, we will, it's just, you know. And, and when that scene with her and Dan, and Jodie and Dan, and he's like, oh, you know, maybe tell her, you know, mm. you, know you need to tell her, whatever. And she's like, what, what, what? <laughs> me and Johnny were watching it and I was just like there's fucking Daleks going around <laughs> over there mate trying to kill us all I've got priorities <laughs> <laughs> that was what I thought because it, it is played it is played like the Doctor cannot be unaware yeah. that there is this feeling yeah. for her carried by Yaz but at the same time you know she has got to get everybody out of this situation exactly, i have yeah. not got time to talk no, about feelings right yeah. now you know yeah like come on the poor woman is like when have i had the time to sit down and have a talk about feelings i've had some tarans to deal with weeping angels fecking flamboyant crystal people <laughs> they called what were their names uh, i loved them woman is yours. Uh, that was them i loved them and then they all went tits up now this made me sad really are names. you totally we should talk about this actually. Mm. Maybe we can make this like, the second part of it. But what do we think of Flux now? What a month on from it finishing, is it? Or maybe slightly? Yeah. No, it's it's yeah, it's probably a couple of weeks. <laughs> do you still feel really kind of like? I feel. I feel yeah, I do. I feel like I've been kicked in the bollocks. That's such a shame. It is a shame. That's gutting because yeah. I I'm still I, I still, still really enjoyed it. it. But yeah. but but I you know. That finale was really messy. Yeah. Clearly very messy. Yeah. And but it I, didn't undo all the goodwill that I felt for, for it, about it beforehand. And I think why this story works, and I think this, uh, uh, this story exemplified that Chibnall's best scripts are the small, mm. intimate stories. Mm. Like this one. With a gimmick. Yeah. 42. Yeah. This is basically... 42, because yeah. it plays with time in the same way. Yeah. You know, it's structured within an hours of Doctor Who. Yeah. You get the full story yeah, of yeah, that yeah. adventure. That is it yeah. in, a, in a tightly compacted little Definitely, yeah, I think shot. this one, um, the angel story that we had earlier in the year, yeah. um, the, the haunting of Villa, Villa Diodati, those stories that are just small, little cast, base under siege type stories, yeah. work so much better yeah. than the big, sprawling, globe-trotting stuff that you then that, get very that, lost. That I think is is the worst aspect of his of his structuring for stories. Yeah. Is why are we suddenly in China? Yeah. Why are we suddenly in, in Tokyo? Why are we suddenly in Rio? Yeah. Um 
Like, I think I, it gives it an artificial scale. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I immediately think of Praxius. Now, I know Chibnall didn't write that story. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It, it's the same thing. It's like, you're here, you're there, you, you're with these people. There's a load of people over here. And there's Revolution of the Daleks. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be giving a shit about to the okay. point where now I don't give a shit about any of it. It's really interesting. When I finished watching uh, Eve before I came here, Yeah. Um, it was just on the BBC iPlayer on the PlayStation and it had all the Flux episodes and then Eve of the Daleks at the end. And Stell was sort of saying, I really, really liked Flux. She was pointing out episodes that she liked. We both agreed Survivors was the weakest. Yeah. Besides the whole kind of, oh, the failure was a bit of a damp squib or whatever. Yeah. Both thought that Time, The Village of the Angels was superb. Uh, yeah. But she said, there's just, there were too many characters in Flux. I really yeah. couldn't follow it. Yeah. Which has been the mass, a massive problem with Chibnall's scripts. Yeah. That's probably the is is his inability to sort of move the pieces in the right order because there's so many things he's yeah. trying to cram into this story and it's just yeah. like just but then you pare it down and you pare it down and down and down and then you get Eve of the Daleks. Yeah. And you and I think with a, such a small cast, mm. his character stuff comes yeah. across so well. Yeah. I, you know, Nick, we'll leave him aside because yeah. I think that. I understand that a lot of people can't get over yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. You know, it I, was weird that you would be like, ah, okay, no, he's exactly. all right. And I can't. I don't think I can talk about his character without that being the main thing in the middle of it. Is yeah. like you can't get around it. Yeah. So talking about Sarah, she was, you know, a bit of a bitch to be fair. Mm. Like she wasn't overly pleasant to everybody. No. but she's very overworked. Yeah. Doesn't like what she's doing. Yeah. You got a, a an awful lot of character development from. Very little screen time. Yeah. Majority of that, I would say, is probably down to Asleen B's performance because yeah. she was exceptional. But I think small scale, just really solid concepts. Yeah. And he can write a script really well. Yeah. You know, is everybody was saying that was the best Chibnall script he's ever written. Mm. That was the best. Oh, no, next week. No, that's actually the best one yeah. he's written. No, <laughs> Eve of the Daleks, actually, that's the best one he's written. Yeah. Um, shame it got 3.2 mil. Yeah, it's a shame. But it was still like the sixth most watched programme of the I day. Think it was fifth. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Fourth well, or I mean, fifth, yeah. still, it was in the top yeah. ten. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, when you look at the viewing figures for stuff on Christmas Day, they that was Awful. really, really low. There was um, nothing good on, though. Nothing good on, no. Um, I mean, I didn't know what else was on New Year's Day. New Year's Day is always a funny Probably one a anyway. Probably a midwife. Probably, something like that. Mrs. Brown's Boys is on Christmas Day. Yeah. Because I believe they say that they won't do Mrs. Brown's Boys unless they get a Christmas Day slot. Right. So we just won't make it this year then. Give us Christmas Day, otherwise we won't make it. Wow. Jesus Christ. No, don't um, bother. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, Save everybody. Uh, but yeah, even that underperformed. That, like, that didn't, didn't really, do very well. No. God, is this the last Christmas with television? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> does, it, does it get down to like... You know, there's 11,000 people watching BBC One on Christmas Day. Let's, maybe we just switch the channel off. Maybe we just leave it as is and everyone can just do Netflix stuff. Um, well, there we go. Yeah. That was Eve of the Daleks. Yeah, it was good. Um, Probably the last time we'll see the Bronze Daleks. That was another thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Everybody's saying... Because, I mean, I think it was quite symbolic to see them blown apart yeah. at the end. Yeah. It kind of feels like, there they are. That's the send-off. Yeah. Unless this whole thing forces are amassing against you mm. means multiple villains, multiple yeah. Doctor Who villains coming back, in which case it could Maybe be the Bronze Daleks coming yeah. back. Um, but if that's it, I think a very fitting 
yeah. farewell to them. It's yeah. not a bad story to go off on. No. Absolutely not. Um, what do you do with them then after this? How do you, how do you, what do you do to a Dalek as a design? Um, do you add to them? What do you, what you know? How do you make them more special or more threatening? Yeah, or... I mean, because I mean, I like the the shape and form yeah. of these Russell ones. Um, I think perhaps if I was to do it, and I always go back to the Pridonian on Twitter because his redesigns are so perfect. Stunning. You know, he, you know, they're beefy, but he sort of makes them more elegant and slender, kind of like an older series Dalek. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it needs. His designs always have that that sort of fifties, sixties sci-fi mm. elegance, but they look practical. Mm. I think it needs something like that. I think it need. It, it, I think we've gone past the early noughties sort of like sci-fi needs to look like it has a purpose, <laughs> which is like a Star Warsy type thing. That yeah. Star Warsy thing of it, it needs to look lived in, which yeah. I think is great, but I don't think you need to apply it to absolutely everything. Mm. And I think perhaps with the Daleks, you know. The nuts and bolts and like we're grungy Daleks. Yeah. I don't think it needs that anymore. No. You know, you can be a bit more sleek and a bit nicer. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that one of the one of the big issues with Dalek designs, and I think something that Pridonian kind of works around, is <clears throat> the new series Daleks were made to the height of Billy Piper's eyeline. Yeah, the paradigms were made to Matt Smith's eyeline, right. I believe. So I think maybe we just build them however tall they need to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That does seem a bit weird. Yeah. You know? Like, I understand maybe from like a shooting perspective why that was thought about. Yeah. But, you know, long term, these things are going to be used across a lot of different actors. I agreed. They will outlive the people in the, whose contracts it, are uh, absolutely. <laughs> signed on. And I think, you know, when you look at the new series Daleks, they are a beautiful design. But it's like with any Dalek prop, you get up close to them and you're actually kind of... Like that, yeah. Kind of looking down on them, yeah. I, I suppose that kind of is part of the fun, is that they're little tanks, yeah. And they've got they're very shouty, but actually when you get up close to them, they're minuscule. Yeah, yeah, they're dinky, aren't they? But maybe you just make them six foot tall, and you know, make them look really cool and sleek and elegant. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that's the next the next step. Give them a nice big fat fender, like in big the, fat fender, like in the Peter Cushion films. And Matt likes a big fat fender. <laughs> um, I, I, so that, that those are all of my notes for Eve of the Daleks. So yeah. let's talk about the main event. Yeah. They saved the best till last. They certainly did. Legend of the Sea Devils. <gasps> Is it Sea Devils or Sea Devil? Sea Devils. Yeah, Whoa. I had this conversation with someone on Good. Twitter. I was like, oh, do we think this is just one Sea Devil? And then mm -hmm. he's like, no, it is Sea Devils. And okay. then I read the press release and it's like, oh, the Sea Devils are coming back. Cool. Like, it must be more than one then. How good do they look? They look friggin' amazing. I, we were watching the trailer and you get that blurry shot and I was like, that's a sea devil! I saw that when you see the frills yeah. in the, in, I went, shit! And Stel, and she got a bit funny with me afterwards, I think. Right. Because I went, oh my, I freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I was going through Twitter, she said, yeah, go and do your Twitter thing, you've got to do your Twitter thing. And yeah, it's like, see, I used to have all that as well. I know. I think it's just, it's just one of those things. But you just have to. Yeah. I've got to tell everybody. Yeah. Look how exciting this is. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, but it was that, it was the blurred frills. Yeah. I went, it's not. Yeah. And then they got, oh, fuck. You can, if you can tell what the monster is, that- Out from of focus. That is when a redesign yeah. absolutely works. Yeah. I was sold on it from the second I realized the silhouette was a sea devil. Yeah. I knew it would look amazing. Yeah. It, uh, they look so good. I was so pleased. Cause you know, with redesigning a monster, there is a tendency to try and make things better. Yeah. 
and look at what happened to like the Zygons. The Zygons are nowhere near as good as mm. what they looked like in the 70s. And Why here, do you mind them? The new Zygons. I think Zygons. they look a bit too like foam. I yeah. think you can see that it's made out of some kind of uh, yeah. you know, uh, latex foam or expanded foam or whatever it is. But you can I kind mean, of... Yeah, they're all right. I just think... You can see the texture of it. Yeah. I know exactly what noise it would make. If I ran a wet finger down it, it would go... Yeah. Yeah. I know that's the that's the noise that it would make. That's the, that's, the, that's the Saigon noise. I touched its erogenous zones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but the, I do have one slight issue with it. The sea devil. One slight issue, and I only noticed it watching it just now. Yeah. I don't know how animated the face is um, practically. Yeah. Because I think when it comes up to the camera, there's a bit of digital. Yeah. Its brow goes down, and yeah. it kind of like yeah. that. And I thought, oh, is it going to be like that all the way through? I really hope not, because that stuff can look dodge. It can look dodge. I thought it looked quite good in the trailer. Yeah. I was quite impressed. I was like, fucking hell, it's like, move, it's, it's... It looked good, but, yeah. but watching it, that I was like, that is clearly CG. Yeah. And, I, and maybe it's just because I watched Cats and Dogs the other day uh, on New Year's Eve. But <laughs> right. I just thought that is the same level. Of, oh, it's the same, sorry, not the same level. It's the same type oh, of CG. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You animate a face. Uh, yeah. To and do its eyes and stuff, and yeah. it's just like it doesn't quite work. Yeah, I know. I, I I can see what you mean. I but I thought it looked good there. Yeah, but I just thought that could be a problem Later over, on. Yeah, over you know, the, fifty-eight minutes. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I mean, they they literally look exactly the same. Yeah, and the, and the the out the full outfit. The outfit's cool, and it's got this kind of kimono kind of. Yeah, on, but. And I thought, oh, nice kind of streaks and texturing. You go closer. It's, it's a barnacle. All, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's all like seaweed and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. hanging off of it. But they still got all like netting underneath and like the, yeah. race, the necklace thing has got like netting in I, it as I well. I thought that was such a lovely little yeah. touch. Just a little reminder that, you yeah. know, maybe we, in other civilizations. We just wear nets. That's what they just wear nets. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and that one's choking. It's got a thing around its neck because someone's chucked a beer can away and yeah. swallowed a, a beer I pint. like how that's happened after we had this whole thing about sea devils in Bristol Harbour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Gagging up condoms. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Clearly our pitch didn't cut the mustard. They were like, we like the, we, we like the idea of a sea devil. We'll take the sea devils out of it, but we'll get rid of them catching gonorrhea by dipping a toe in, <laughs> dipping a fin into Bristol Harbour. Um, yeah, I, I thought they looked... Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm so pleased that they're coming back. Because yeah. this was really like the last big monster, wasn't it? Really? Can you think of any other rec recurring... A monster that's had two or more adventures that hasn't come back? The only one that I could think of would be the Yeti. Would mm. be the only other monster. But we've kind of had the great intelligence. And the snowmen yeah. were kind of that. Because yeah. what is a Yeti? A Yeti is an animated... Was well, a robot. Yeah, it's a furry robot. Right, but like... Robot furry. <laughs> but it's like, you know... It's, yeah. it's, such, it's a weird villain because it's so oddly specific to that one story. Yes. And then you've got a great idea, a great way of bringing them back yeah. in The Web of Fear. But then what, you know, how, how much do you have to contrive? Uh, this? I just told you they're at a furry convention so, and the yetis come out. Sorry, I forgot. It's um, like, oh, here's a, here's a nice bear. <laughs> do you have bears in the furry community? I don't know. I don't know how it all works. They've got cats, dogs, bears, <laughs> fish. You know what I mean? They've got everything. <laughs> Um, fish? They're probably, yeah. Really? They've got a fish. A fucking gormless fish, mate. Sea devil head. Have sex by... Someone's got a sea devil head on. <laughs> they have sex by kind of like going up next to each other and touching your shoulders and sort of rubbing and then walking away oh from each other. Oh my God. Grim. Wow. Anyway, Sorry. furries aside... Obviously, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't kink shame. Is it kink? Well, I guess it is, isn't it? Um, 
I don't know. I kind of feel like if you say it's a kink, if, if we're kink shaming some people, they'll go, it's not actually a kink. Oh. I just like dressing up as a dog and having people I'm so sorry, feed Pugsy. me things. You're oh. hearing these things. He's he's only he's only a child. He just, he's yeah. not used to hearing all of For these audio things. listeners, we've got Pudsy Bear on the t- table. There we go. I like yeah. the way you said that by addressing the camera. I did. Yes. For our audio <laughs> listeners at home. Um, yeah, that's the, how many more are there? That's kind I, of it. Yeah, and it was like the one that every year Ogrons. people oh Ogrons and Draconians would Draconians. be called. Yeah, mm. but I think Sea Devils. I think they're like the, they're really iconic. Like people kind of remember the Sea yeah. Devils. Everyone sort of remembers. Oh yeah, the, can you remember the one with where the, they come, come out, out the sea? sea? Yeah. Um, more so than the Silurians, I think. I think Definitely. your man on the street would know a sea devil more than it would know, know a, Silurian. a Silurian. And I think that the design is so divorced, the new series design, yeah. is so divorced from the original. Yeah. Besides the fact they've got that kind of crown yeah. thing, you you wouldn't really know no. that, it's a, that it's supposed to be that old yeah. monster. Yeah. And I think me and Johnny said this, it was probably like, yeah, people were really pissed with the Silurians. So if we're going to bring the Sea Devils back, we need to make right. sure we really and do I think, it right. And I think really, ever since the Silurians, they've got, I mean, and, and they've got all the prior ones right, I think. But yeah. I think the Silurian and the, and the Paradigm Dalek, because yeah. they both appeared in the same year. Yeah. I think it just got people worried that whenever they do redesign monsters, it's not going to be that good. Yeah. But, you know, revolution of the Daleks, the new kind of Dalek design mm. looks brilliant. Mm. I think it looks fantastic. The cyber warriors. Yeah, they look with, great. I don't like the spikes, yeah, but they but look really cool. They do look really cool. It's a shame they're stompy, stompy, and not you know mincy, mincy. But that's fine. <laughs> Mincing Cybermen. Um, the uh, sea devils, obviously. Yeah, Sontarans. Sontarans. It, I, they've just yeah got it so right. If, yeah, Ray if, Holman, isn't it? Who designs the costumes? He designs the costumes. I don't know who does all the prosthetic yeah. stuff, but um, oh, just. Nailed it. Yeah, I think I think if, if there's one takeaway we have from the Chibnall era is that he really knows how to respect the original monsters. Mm. And people say he's not a fan. Yeah, I know, it's bonkers. You know, like, how, look at them. He literally just went, do that. Yeah. Do that, but put a bit more clothes on him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not have, you know, swinging sea <laughs> devil dodgers. <laughs> what it look like? Like an eel. What, a sea devil's cock? Something like that. I don't know. Like, how do, like, amphibians work? I think they go up next to each other, don't they? Oh, do they? And they kind of wiggle <laughs> and then... Gyrate. Yeah, and then they just kind of, you know, cheers and see you later and yeah. do you want my number? <laughs> well, after of, the act, do you want my number? Do you want my number now? Yeah. Well, you, you might want it again, I don't know. Was it, was it good for you as well? Um, um, yeah. For, I mean, sea levels are back and, yeah. and I could not be happier. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a cool story. You know, the whole... The, it's literally what we were talking about yeah. in the Christmas in our Christmas special. Yeah. Where we were like, oh, they've never done anything really in China or no. Japan or any, you know, that side of the world other than Marco Polo. Uh, so, yeah, finally get to see something. And, and the glow-popping thing. It's I, I kind of feel like, well, we've got our fill of going to those countries. Yeah. But, A, it's shot on a retail estate in Cardiff. <laughs> yes. And, B, you never actually meet anyone no and they, you don't spend any extended period of time there to learn yeah. the culture and yeah and you know the history of this character this they, feared female pirate yeah they, they land there for five seconds yeah. there's a landmark in the background yeah to, to let us know where they and are a big thing that says konnichiwa yeah and then, uh, <laughs> like oh yeah we're in japan yeah. right oh but the rest of the story is taking place <laughs> over here so <laughs> we're gonna go over there yeah, yeah. yeah so it'll be nice to actually go okay we're in this place and you know we're going to learn a yeah. bit of history because of this this pirate queen actually existed i, I know nothing about and neither I'm not do, do i any research because um, i'm really looking forward to doctor who telling uh, me about him yeah i mean i can only assume if i was to read wikipedia it would tell me that she fought sea devils at some point i'm sure yeah 
Merca. Well, come on. Yeah, bring the Merca back. That's the, that's the, the myth of the Kraken yeah. is actually a Merca. Well, we all know that the Merca has very strong martial arts skills. True. And where else better to use it than in a story with Chinese pirates? Which box set came out before Christmas? Season 17. Season 17 came out before Christmas. Yeah, I've only watched Destiny of the Daleks and City of Death so far. But uh, it looks same. really good. It does look really the, good. The restoration, like particularly on City of Death, because mm. I think that was quite an early-ish release on DVD. Oh, of it on uh, in HD? No, 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 when it came out on DVD. Oh, it was, it was, early, it was one yeah, early yeah. on. Oh, so I right, think the, sorry. Pic- the difference in the picture quality is quite yeah, uh, obvious. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think it looks really great. I, I, I have watched most of Destiny, yeah. and not all of, but most of City of Death. Yeah. And I've come to the conclusion that City of Death Part 1 is not very entertaining. Do you not think? I don't want to see 15 minutes of Tom and Lala running around Paris to... Oh, what? Da, 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 da. It's, it's the music that, that kills me. Oh, that's good. It's it, such a great piece. It's a great piece, but I don't need to hear it 15 times. Oh. That's, for me, that is like Dudley's like last hurrah because I think sort of towards that point in his tenure the scores are sort of sounding yeah. very much like oh, this is just incidental music yeah. nothing really sort of necessarily stands out like from uh, like in other stories that he did of course but then this one has like got a really nice feel to it like yeah. he, you can really feel like he was energised by what he was given like oh France and bloody art galleries and what and he was energised yeah. by is the fact that he's got 15 minutes of film reel that he's asked, yeah. been asked to score. Yeah. That's why. Well, I've got to come up with someone here. I've got, well, I've got my working boots on here. They've finally given me something meaty to get yeah. into. It's just a shame that I've only got and two like, well, melodies we to haven't, We haven't got an accordion no. uh, in the, in the, in the and office. And so occasionally going, oh, into the <laughs> yeah, microphone. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's a beautifully restored set, as, mm. they, as they all are. Yeah. Um, special features-wise, a bit more thin on the ground with this release bit than more, previous ones? I think so. Um... The Destiny of the Daleks making of was really nice because it was good to see Tom. And, and David Goodison. And David Goodison chatting about mm. Davros, yeah. Um, and I like the way that they did, they sort of framed it with Davros's narration. Yeah. That was cool. Um, and, and, and nice to hear him doing the role. Yeah. What I also liked yes. from a personal mm. standpoint mm. was that the people that made that documentary used action essentials for all of the explosions on Scarrow. And I was they? like, not only do I use those for the Yogscast at work, but I also use them in my action figure adventures. He did. So, hey, you know, it, there we I, go. The, the legacy of Batman March's action figure adventures lives on. Even in... Uh, the Doctor Who collection yeah. sets. And the, one of the bloody geezers who directed... Geezers? <laughs> the guys who directed Flux only storyboarded the opening sequence of Flux with action figures. Did they indeed? Yeah. Josh, oh, what with the, the, uh, the yeah, bar? Yeah, with the, the bar. bar. Josh Snares tweeted me in and was like, Oi, they're stealing your gig. And I'm like, yeah, I'm own royalties here. <laughs> Give Matt his due. Yeah. Have a, have a uh, here you go, Russell. Have, you know, have a story like Planet of the Giants. But they all get turned into toys. So that's toy maker story. And they get turned into their action figures. Holy fucking shit. Because then you get to launch the line. Yeah. And you can buy the literal toys. It's like Toy used. Story. Yeah. Perfect. My God. There we are. Come on, Russell. And he's, your, he's your DOP for the story. Yeah. yeah. I know how to, to light this scene with a, a lamp. <laughs> a lamp, yeah. And a bit of white paper. Yeah, yeah. And like, I saw how they were made. Yeah. It's not, it's not you know. I say, what this set needs is more VHS boxes holding up. What this story needs is more He-Man action figures popping up every now and again. Yeah. 
And what, and that, fig, what that figure needs is more milliput, yeah. actually, is what yeah, it yeah, needs. Yeah. Um, I think we've exhausted every possible talking avenue I that think, we have I about this probably, story in particular. Yeah. What would you give out of 10? Uh, seven or an eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd give it an eight. Yeah. I think I'd give it a strong eight. Yeah. Because I, I, I... You know that thing people say about, oh, it flew by? Mm. It didn't really. No. But I really enjoyed... Yeah. It unfolding. And I thought, I actually don't want this to end. I could watch another 20 minutes of this. Yeah. And I don't really get that with Doctor Who. I kind of feel like either there's five minutes left and they're Nothing's still... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're still at the, the incident. You yeah, know? yeah, They yeah. haven't really done anything to resolve it. Yeah. Um, or you are looking at your watch going, when is this going to finish? Yeah. This has been going on for far too long. Yeah. And I, I guess I had a bit of both. I mm. kind of, I didn't want it to end. Yeah. But I was noticing that it was still rolling. I yeah. thought, is this like an hour 20? Yeah, it yeah, It feels yeah. like an hour 20 this has been going on for. Yeah. And I was and, really surprised when it was only 58 when I was watching it on iPad. Yeah, and this is what I mean when I looked at my watch and thought, oh, right, we've only got so much left and they're mm. just still in this time loop. I, I would have loved to have seen them mm. go on the Dalek spaceship and yeah. seen how they dealt with that kind of thing, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but it was, it was good. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. Magnifique. So, in terms of the review of death, yeah. we have got Galaxy 4. Yes. Class. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, and, uh, I mean, see, there's another box set coming out in March, apparently. Apparently. So we might talk about that. We might talk about that. Whatever it is. I kind of want to talk about the Sea Devils. Yeah. I feel like we need to talk about the Sea Or maybe Warriors of the Deep. Come back within the next couple of weeks and <laughs> months we'll you we don't really know yet and yeah. you will get your reviews of galaxy 4 plus of course talking about any doctor who news that comes up yeah you will get class you'll get the roddies get the roddies we'll get johnny in for that and we'll do warriors of the deep yeah uh, not, that not the sea be... devils i guess if we talk about the sea devils we'll just be like isn't it good <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it lovely yeah what a good story and nobody wants to listen to people being positive about doctor yeah. who because that doesn't get you likes on twitter or views on youtube yeah i think i saw someone moaning about the sea devils the other day and i was like what the fuck well, they're wrong yeah it's like my one of my greatest comfort doctor who stories ever it's a good comfort who isn't it it is when i was in hospital with kidney stones at the tender age of 15 you my brother brought in the sea devils and i watched the sea devils in Bristol Children's Hospital. As you were pissing rocks. <laughs> pissing rocks. Um, there you go. We'll, 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 we'll do that. And then if you guys want to let us know anything you'd like us to review, yeah. then tell us. Because, you know, we've got the centenary special Easter. Are uh, we thinking Easter? No, centenary's at the end of the year. Yeah. So uh, legend Easter, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I, it's my birthday on the 30th of March. Come on, get it, print it out around there. That'd be nice, nice birthday present. To... You might have another birthday present that's shaped sort of about that size and about that tall and about that deep. And I've got you a dildo for Christmas. Oh, right. Oh, thank you. you. Oh, okay. For your birthday. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I don't think Mandip Gill's that, that's, that's <laughs> Well, unless you get a tissue compression eliminator. Yeah. Very right. easy to carry around. <laughs> um, I was talking about the collection. Thing oh, I see what you yeah, mean. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'm, I'm just dumb. <laughs> You're not dumb. Uh, uh, I just, I just worded it bizarrely. Um, so yeah, we've got that to come maybe in March at some point. Yeah. And so yeah, and then we'll also do the centenary, the centenary special at the end and of the year. I'm sure at some point this year we might even announce who the new Doctor Who is. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I mean, so oh, so we've heard from Russell that auditions have happened oh i thought you were saying like we personally no. i heard from russell like you, no. you reached out to russell to davies to get think, him here do not think if i had a direct line to russell i wouldn't have already told you yeah true true um so we've got yeah we've got 
scripts have been kind of written. Yeah, he said he's written scripts. And so, and people have been auditioned. Yeah, he said auditions have started. God, isn't that mental? That is bonkers. There's a, there's people in contention for Doctor Who who have read those lines yeah. already to be the new Doctor Who. They have read the words TARDIS. They have read the words TARDIS. And, yeah. and Russell has written TARDIS interior yeah. on a script. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. I, uh, but I kind of like the fact as well that people are only really talking about Jodie's Doctor Who at the moment. Yeah. It's kind well, of I nice. Well, I guess that's it, isn't it? You know, what, what, what else can we talk about? But, uh, what can we say? But before than... Flux, it was just like, oh, shame that Flux is coming up because yeah, people true. are only ever going to be focused on yeah. Russell. And then it kind of, people went, oh, actually, no, this is quite good, isn't yeah. it? And yeah, that's true. Again, Eva the Daleks, I only saw positive yeah. things about it. Yeah. You know, um, Even the people that were talking about plot armour were like, it was good, it's just that took me out of the story. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. <clears throat> what stories can you watch? Yeah. Let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah. And I think um, Jodie did a really good job as well in this episode. I thought yeah. I really enjoyed her. She was, she was very, very good. I loved the bit where she turns around to face the Dalek in the storage lockup. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, our chances of getting out of here are exactly zero. Yeah. And I was like, well, damn, like, yeah. this is really quite serious. So yeah. she's got to face this Dalek and like, can I talk my way out of this? Well, no, by now she's worked out, it's a loop. Yeah, yeah, And I just yeah. thought that that whole bit was really great. Mm. I think that'll, that's a really great sequence of yeah. bits, actually. Do you know what we should have had for this episode? What? Beef and beans. We should have had beef and beans. Yeah. Is that actually a real thing or is that just some weird... Oh, dur- yeah. Yeah. Beef I and beans. Well, I mean, not the exact brand. Can you go Can you go into a supermarket and buy a tin of beef and beans? Yes, of course you can. Can you? We've well, <laughs> never you seen could, it. You could buy Doctor Who bloody spaghetti hoops a couple of years ago. True. So, you know, beef it's not beans. mad. Yeah. I beef just thought it's, it's Chris just gone, fuck it. <laughs> beef and beans. Beef and beans, whatever. Maybe Chris was... Maybe that was what he had for his, his din-dins that night. Yeah, and he thought, you know what the world needs? More, More beef, beef and beans. beans. I, he, like, he was like, tucking it in and he thought, if this came in a can, this would be millionaire. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Dragon's Den, that's what he's going to do after Doctor <coughs> Who. He's like, that was right. Chris's investment was actually what you saw on screen there. That was yeah. his beef and bean empire <laughs> yeah. that collapsed when he got the job for Doctor <laughs> Who. So he's had them all in stories since. God bless. Well, thanks very much for watching, ladies and gents. I've been banging this table like a motherfucker today. I do apologise. Yeah. I don't think, well, I mean, we'll pick it up, but it won't be like when we had the microphones on the thing. Thank the Lord. Yeah, because that would have just reverberated. We can bang away yeah. now. Um, yeah, thanks very much for watching, ladies and gents. Thank you. Uh, I feel weird doing the sign-off. You, you, you do it. You're much better at it than me. Yeah, yeah, bye then. <laughs> <laughs>